Well, hello everybody and welcome to Willow Park Church's Live Lounge. We're so glad that you're joining us online and we're really excited you're going to spend the next about an hour with us as we've got some different things to share with you. We're going to do some praying, we've got some Bible study, we've even got an interview and uh, we're really hoping that you'll get a lot out of our time together and, uh, and please pray for us as we're doing this. This is kind of new for us and we pulled it together last minute. But we're very hopeful and excited that this is going to be impactful for you as you spend time at home with your family, listening in, while we have moved church online. So what is Live Lounge all about? Well, Live Lounge is going to cover a few different things. It's going to be on a Saturday night at 6 o'clock and a Sunday morning at 10 a.m. But it also includes things that are going on in the week. So at this slot that you've tuned into today... Uh, We're going to have Pastor Phil a little bit later on sharing from Galatians. We're going to have an interview. We've got some uh, prayer time. It's going to be great. But over the next little while, and we don't know how long we're going to do this for, we're keeping up to date with everything that is going on in our province, but we've got all sorts of different plans. So you're going to want to come in 6 o'clock on a Saturday or 10 a.m. on a Sunday. You're going to want to be here and, uh, and join with us in this community. Now, over on this side, you're hopefully going to see comments scrolling through as you connect with us. We want to hear from you. You might have a question. You might have an encouragement. You might have a prayer request. We want to hear these things. And we have uh, Vanessa, who's our moderator. She's going to be looking at it. So say hi to Vanessa. Encourage her on there as well. And you're going to see links appearing because we really want to do our very best to keep our community as close together, even though we're social distancing. So uh, make sure you say hello to Vanessa right now. Go, go right now and, and do that. And uh, I'm sure she'll say hello back. In the week, we're going to be working on all sorts of different things. We're setting them up frantically. Uh, and that's going to include Bible studies. We're actually going to have online Bible studies and small groups using the uh, Zoom. So you'll actually be able to get together with your community, with your care group, with your small groups from friends. And we can be really creative around that. So we want to make sure we've got constant interaction in the week. So look out for an email about that. You're also going to have constant updates on the website, on Facebook, on our social media. Uh, you, you're going to have lots of information coming your way. Uh, and we're really, really pleased about that. The other thing that Live Lounge covers is our online courses. You're going to hear more about that from Pastor Phil in a little while. But the online courses are there for you in your own time to sit down and study the Word. And as I say, Pastor Phil will, uh, will take you through what that looks like a little bit later. And then we have our opportunity for you as well to give. We're not sure what this is going to look like over the next few weeks. So please, uh, can you please support the church as you normally would? We preach about giving generously. We preach about giving regularly. We preach about giving cheerfully. And we're so grateful for the a number of the, our church family who do that on a, on a regular basis. You're such a blessing to us. But especially now, maybe the Lord is telling you to up your giving over the next few weeks because we really don't know uh, what this is going to look like for us as a church. Church, and we want to continue to spread the gospel, to share the word, to put on prayer things. This is really, really important, and we'd really appreciate your help. Uh, that'd be wonderful. One last thing you might be saying, Well, how long is this going to go on for? We really don't know. And so, again, please keep going back to the website, go back to Facebook. We will keep you informed. Okay, so I'm going to pray now, 
And actually, no, I'm not. I'm actually going to hand over to Pastor Jeremy, who's going to pray, and then we're going to carry on with the rest of our live lounge. Thank you so much again for, for joining us, and make sure you leave a comment. Make sure you look out for that giving link and all the other online courses links that are going to come up there, maybe even as I'm talking right now. So God bless you, and uh, I hope you enjoy your morning or your evening. Welcome, everybody. Uh, my name is Jeremy. I'm the pastor at Creekside. Uh, for most of you this week, you've probably head to the grocery store to pick up some groceries in light of what's happening. Uh, as you've walked down the aisles, you were probably walk, you've probably met what we were met with yesterday as we were in the grocery store. Empty shelves. Went down the soup aisle. I went to get my kids some soup. And the only soup that was there was New England clam chowder. Not sure what it says about New England clam chowder, but it worked out for me because it's my favorite. If it's your favorite, give me a heart in the comment section. Uh, and so we started going down all the aisles, and man, we we're met with empty shelves here and there. And of course, toilet paper is long gone. And so my wife and I were chatting. We're like, well, what do we do? Like, should we be preparing more? Like, I'm not sure. Like, and fear started to kind of grip us in that moment. And then we had this trip planned for myself my oldest, Malachi, and my dad. My dad was going to drive up from Pittsburgh to Toronto. Malachi and I were going to fly to Toronto, and we're going to catch the Blue Jays and the Raptors and and the Tigers in Detroit, and then we're going to fly back home. And we obviously had to cancel this. And so I was chatting with my dad, and he's like, do you know what? He's like, there's 365 passages in the Bible that say, fear not. He's like, I just found that so encouraging in this time. Fear not. Fear not, for the Lord is with us. As you're at home and you feel like this is unique, as we're doing this live lounge, I say, fear not, for the Lord, he's with you right now. And so as before we continue, I want to pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you that we can trust in you. Lord, when times seem troubled, when the waves seem rocky, you're right there with us, and we can focus on you, and we can have peace that passes all understanding. And so, Lord, as we continue on in this live lounge, we know that you're going to speak to us because you are everywhere. You're omnipresent. You're with us here, and you're with those who are listening right now. And so we ask that you would free our hearts from the anxiety, from that fear. In your name we pray. Amen. Hello again, and welcome to the next part of Live Lounge. Um, for those of you who don't know, because people will be uh, connecting in from all over the world, is this is Pastor Phil Collins, who's the senior pastor of Willow Park Church. And uh, many of you may not know this, but I actually first met Phil uh, when we were both in prison. And uh, I need to explain I was, uh, I was about 18, 19. I was part of a team that was speaking in a, uh, a youth prison in England, and Phil was there as well, speaking. And so that's when we kind of met, and then the Lord has brought us full circle about 10 years ago, where we managed to uh, start ministering at Willow Park Church. 
So this part is for us to find out a little bit more about Phil and some of his story and some of your, how you came to be a Christian and then how you came to be in Willow Park Church in, in Kelowna. So great. how does the story, well, when did it all begin when you started feeling the call of Jesus into your life? Oh gosh, I was, uh, I had no Jesus experience in my life at all and I bumped into a group of Christians uh, around the Christmas period. They had been uh, invited to come and do a drama presentation in the centre of our town. And I was stood there with a group of lads. And how old were you? I was 15 years old, oh, okay. smoking a cigarette, drinking a beer, <laughs> uh, getting into trouble. And a group of Christians came to do this drama sketch, but the Salvation Army were in the spot. And the Salvation Army wouldn't move. Right. So <laughs> it's crazy, really, to think about that. And so they were really disappointed, and they went away, and they prayed, and they couldn't do the drama, and the youth pastor said, oh, just go and tell somebody about Jesus. Brilliant. So as a result, they came back, they walked up to me, and I was one of those that they told about Jesus. Right. The end result was they didn't get to do their drama, but... Um, Later on, I gave my life to Jesus as a result of that first contact. Right, moment. So, so they didn't get their drama done, but they got, they got me right. in the kingdom of Excellent. God. So did you just go straight to church? Did you find your own church? Or? Well, it was a Saturday, and it was quite boring. And we were, wanted a good laugh. You know, we wanted to enjoy ourselves. So we, uh, I said, okay, 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 I'll come to your church, but uh, I'll bring the whole of my gang with me. So... I think that evening, on Sunday evening, 6.30, we wandered up there and there were about 30 of us went to church. Wow. Into the small gospel hall. must have got hall. a shock. It was a shock. <laughs> it was like, wow, good to see you. No, be quiet. Sing the hymn. Put the cigarette out. Don't do that. <laughs> oh, okay, we're on the balcony. The balcony is creaking because of the amount of teenagers that were on there. Right. It's not like Willow Park's balcony. Sure, solid. Small. It was a small little balcony that, um, that was creaking. And so we uh, used to drop hymn books over the balcony to see who could hit a Christian on the head with a hymn book. Nice. Did you win that one? <sighs> I was thrown out. Honestly. Oh, were you? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So what did the net, how did you get from throwing hymn books at people lovingly in church from a balcony, exploring Jesus, I guess, in your mind and your heart as a 15-year-old? What did that next step look like for you preaching a few times every weekend at Willow Park Church? Well. Because that's quite the jump. Quite the jump. Well, first of all, I had to get converted. Yeah. So I came back to the youth group um, maybe half a dozen times, got into January came to church on Sunday night, left my uh, guys behind and came on my own mm -hmm. uh, with a couple of others and sit there on the front row, sit there in the balcony until one Sunday night an evangelist arrived to preach and of course he asked us to give our lives to Jesus. Right. So I was classic, cliche, conviction, power of God, made my way to the front of that little church, maybe 100 people there, and I gave my life to Jesus Brilliant. and walked out. The world went from dull black and white to multicolored wow. change, high definition, Dolby stereo. Yeah, yeah. It was great. Excellent. Yeah. So when I first <laughs> met you, I remember 
being, wow, this guy is just full of Jesus. I remember all the energy, you were preaching to a group, a couple of hundred of captivated kind of, you know, youth prisoners. Yeah, yeah. I mean, how, how did that happen? How did you get to that conversion to being so kind of energetic preaching the gospel in a mm. prison? Well, the first thing I did when I became a Christian on the Monday was go to my local school and to share the gospel and a girl gave her life to Jesus. Wow. So I believed because it happened to me, it could happen to anybody. And that's always been my belief. Mm. And as a result, I got a bit of a reputation for being quite forthright and engaging with the gospel. I'd go to parties, still the same parties, but share Jesus. Mm-hmm. I, were, I could ruin a good party <laughs> by everybody gathering in a room right, right. and debating Christianity. An evangelist picked me up and mentored me. And as a result... So how old were you then? I was 17. Wow. As a result, i just left school and uh, the government were trying to deal with the unemployment crisis in Britain. It was, what, 1982. Mm -hmm. And they were offering money for people to apprenticeship. So I got an apprenticeship scheme to train to be an evangelist. Wow, that wouldn't happen today. Amazing. (laughs) Mrs. Thatcher paid me and he trained me. (laughs) His name was Dr. Tony Stone. Oh, yeah. And um, he he trained me. So I'd get my 14 pounds a week. Right. And I would travel. So I did that for a number of years. And so that's then, what, 25 bucks? It would be about that. Back then, 15, yeah. 30 bucks probably the exchange yeah, today, yeah. back then. And then I um, yeah, ended up uh, being um, grabbed by Youth of Christ and hence ended up being a Youth of Christ evangelist, ended up in the prison with you, and there's Glenn Madden, 17 years old. Yes. Yeah, it was good times. It's good times. So... Uh, you, were, you ended up being uh, a director in Youth for Christ, is that right? Yes. And then how did you go from there? Tell us a little bit about those next few years and the next few minutes we've got. Well, I ended up in Youth for Christ and um, working as an evangelist, was seconded to Canada in the 80s and ministered mm-hmm. here. And that's where I fell in love with Canada. Went back and became uh, the leader of all the small group programs, the evangelistic outreaches, and became a national evangelist. Wow, okay. And then I always had Canada in my heart. Uh, Michelle uh, became pregnant with twins, and we felt the shift was then, shall I, what shall I do? Mm. And so the shift then was to maintain an evangelistic ministry, but pastor the same church that I used to drop hymn books in and I became the pastor of that church Excellent. at 32 years old Brilliant. having done 15 years I don't know traveling in evangelism and mission right, and outreach right. wow so how long were you in that church then before coming to Canada second time around with the family and the kids oh and, um, this was about 10 years ago right yeah so another 12 years hmm. so I've been I was in that church from when I was 15 to when I was 44. Mm. So that's a long time. Mm. And I uh, stayed as a member. So I did every, I was the youth pastor. I did some children's work. I was a missionary sent out. I was the senior pastor. I did, I did every job. Yeah, yeah. I was an elder from when I was 24. Right. So that's classic British pastor that you're there setting up the chairs in the morning, set up the sound system. Yeah. If you have to. Oh, 
Yeah. Uh, that's Kids it. Work. And, and the, the floor, I remember the floor was so bad that we put chairs out. People sit on the chairs and they would fall through the floor <laughs> because the church was so damp. And then the heating would break and I even had to run the sound. And then the worship, oh, it was, but Nightmare. it changed. Yeah. And, and now it's a, you know, multi-service church and um, reaching the community. And it is an awesome brilliant, church. Brilliant. So before I ask you about what your heart and vision is for Willow Park Church and why we're doing Live Lounge and, and all that, I know, because we're very good friends, we've spent a lot of time with each other, Phil really enjoys walking. But um, you've mentioned to me in the past that you just love the idea of going on lots. He even reads books about walking. That's true. And I can't it's even true. imagine reading... <laughs> I mean, Reading a book about walking, yeah. that makes me think yeah. that you need to get a new hobby. But that's another conversation. But tell us about that. What, is, what attracts you to that kind of lifestyle? Because I know you're very happy and content when you're, you're out walking and yeah. praying. And the best job I've heard in Christian ministry is a YWAM evangelist who spends all his time on long treks right. in the Himalayas and like the West Coast Trail and all of these great trails just witnessing to backpackers. Right, and that appeals that, to you. That appeals to me. <laughs> I don't know about Michelle. She'd come for a while, but um, my love for walking. The Romans have a saying, you can solve any problem if you walk long enough. Excellent. And so I have always walked. It goes back to my granddad when he used to take me as a boy on long walks every Saturday morning. Right. And I find a real sense of connection to God in that walk I turn that into prayer walks I love the environment I love being alone Mm. and I love that of starting somewhere where I haven't been and traveling on that journey and coming to a conclusion having discovered Mm. that journey on the route I love that yeah that's why I love to read books about long distance walking and that's why I even love to read books about about words that writers use for describing nature. Right, right. So I enjoy the, all of that so much. So if I'd love to... Um, write a I'd book love, yourself. I'd love to write a book about yeah. walking. Well, we went for a walk uh, a few months ago. Yeah. And it was, it was pretty steep. Yeah. And Phil kept on asking me what my heart rate was, just so he could <laughs> tell me what his heart rate was. And like he was at like probably a solid state 40, I was at 180. <laughs> and uh, so you do a lot of running, keep yourself fit, which is awesome. And, uh, and I just heard they've cancelled the Vancouver Marathon. Oh, so yeah. And I was going to do that yeah. for a child of mine. Yeah, that's excellent. Yes. Yeah. yeah. That climb up Enderby Cliffs you're referring to is a fabulous walk. Yeah. And uh, what was more exciting about you about to go on your sabbatical was that we were able to talk through your dreams for your work in Willow Park Church. So we talked going up and we prayed coming down. Yeah. Well, you, you talked mostly going up because I was struggling. Okay, yeah. But no, you're right. You're absolutely right. <laughs> and then you prayed all the way down. Stumbling. Yeah, oh, good. what a day yeah, that it was. Great. It was great. What a day. So we, we just got a kind of a minute left here. So why don't, you, why don't you share with us why we're doing this, what your heart is, because Phil's the senior pastor over... Four, uh, six congregations and four campuses. And, and this is almost like a forming of a new campus. It's yeah, kind of an interesting yeah, process yeah. we're looking at. So why don't you tell us a little bit about your heart around that? Well, if anybody knows me, they'll know. I don't want to 
I don't want to cancel church or move mm. church. You know, we're not using the phrase cancel. But I don't want to do that. I just want to keep ministering, keep preaching, keep praying with people. But this is such a unique event mm. in the history of, of modern history. Mm-hmm. It's not since uh, the Spanish flu have we experienced something like this mm. uh, 101 years ago. Mm. So I do believe that we need to respond because of the vulnerable, because of uh, the elderly, uh, because of the way that the infection is so aggressive, mm. and because of what we can see happening in China, now in Europe, which is the epicenter. So we've made this decision out of... Um, the best interest for our city and the best interest for our um, medical providers. It's mm. really important that the church does this. Everything in me wants to keep meeting, but we're going to have to meet online. We're going to have to connect in different way. And this too will pass. Mm-hmm. It will end. Mm-hmm. And we'll all be back together. Mm. And God's going to use this to do something. Mm-hmm. I don't, we don't understand what, but out of pestilence and problems the kingdom of God can grow and something's going to take place Mm. and people are scared out there Mm. I hear it from England I hear it from my friends I hear it by the way that things are being communicated people are scared and this online avenue gives us a way to minister the truth and the peace of Jesus Christ Mm. it's hard but we've got to do it yeah and I'm excited about some of the plans that we've got and you know, we've got, so we really do encourage you to keep connecting in. Vanessa's still looking at your comments and uh, join a Bible study. And so people can join in in lots of different... Church is just going to carry on. Yeah. It just looks different. That's, That's what we're it. trying to think. And so... Yes. Well, Phil, yeah. thanks so much for sharing your story. Yeah. I know there's a lot more in between, but, uh, but yeah, maybe you could even... If you've got questions, yes. put them in there and we'll refer to them again in, in future weeks. So That'd be great. Thanks, buddy. So how are we... We shouldn't shake hands, should we? We've got kick legs. Okay, there, we there go. you go. Thank All you. Right. Hey, everybody. My name is Jordan. I'm the pastor at Will Park, Glenmore. Thanks for joining us. I'm going to read from Galatians chapter 5, verse 16 to 26, life by the Spirit. So I say, walk by the Spirit, and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the Spirit, and the Spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other, so that you are not to do whatever you want. But you are led, if you are led by the Spirit, you are not under the law. The acts of the flesh are obvious, sexual immorality, impurity, and debauchery, idolatry, and witchcraft, hatred, discord, Jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissensions, factions, and envy. Drunkenness, orgies, and the like. I warn you, as I did before, that those who, are, that those who live like this will not inherit the kingdom of God. But the fruit of the Spirit is love. And joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Christ Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, let us keep in step with the Spirit. Let us not become conceited, provoking, and envying each other.
Amen. Well, this is the part where we step into the message and we step into the sermon. What we're going to do at the end is spend some time praying as well and just asking the Lord to move and that fear will lift off and that we'll have a profound sense of God's presence in the middle of this pandemic. But I want to share with you some thoughts from Galatians. We've been teaching our way through the book of Galatians and we're going to continue to carry on teaching. I think it's really important that we keep connecting with Scripture, that in Scripture speak to us, encourage us and strengthen us. It makes such a difference in every way. What is Paul saying? Well, last week I shared, but let me recap for those of you who are joining us and you haven't been listening to my series. Let me share some key thoughts that I've been thinking about in terms of this scripture. These are the key thoughts. Now, by the way, there is a tab you can click so you get the Bible verse also down the side of the screen as you watch. And remember, join in the comments, uh, talk to Vanessa, get involved, get your prayer requests in. Let us know that you're watching and let us know that you're out there. We want to be connected to you. So start to mess around it. Listen, you can't break it, okay? I, I sometimes feel like if I do this and do that, I'll break it. You can't break it. So get involved, get connected, ask questions, communicate with us, read the scripture and enjoy this experience as the presence and the power of God ministers to you at home. On that note, let me pray. Father, we pray that as we step into the message, that the presence and the power of the Holy Spirit will meet everybody wherever they are whether they're at home, whether they're in the coffee shop, wherever they happen to be at this moment, I pray, Lord, that you will encourage them and strengthen them. Lord, bless them, I ask, in the name of Jesus. Amen. Paul is dealing with a problem in the church in Galatia. It's a mess. Now, last week, I explained that Messes can be problems, but there are good messes and there are bad messes. For example, when all of my daughters land into the kitchen and they start to cook and they start to make things and they're, they're being creative, at the end of it, I walk in and it looks like a small hand grenade has exploded. I'm like, girls, look at this. Come on. And, and, but then I smile to myself and I think this is a mess worth making. Why? Because there's been community, there's been food made, there's there's been chatter, there's been laughter. We've had a great time and the kitchen may look like a bombsite, but that doesn't matter because the mess is worth making. Local churches like that is what the Paul is saying. He believed in the mess of church and he stayed committed to church. And in this day and age, with the pandemic, we have to stay committed to the body of Christ, even though we're not meeting physically together. So I want to thank you for logging on. But you know, what he's really saying in these verses is we have to lean in. 
Lean in to what? We have to lean in to love. Everything's about love. If you to take these next verses that Pastor Jordan read out to us and really understand what they're about, they're about this. Number one, they're about true success only happens when you and I walk in the power of the Spirit. Secondly, the Christian life is marked by the profound power and manifest power of the love of God within our lives. In other words, as we have read and thought about, the greatest commandment which fulfills all of the laws is love your neighbour as yourself. And that's why we're doing what we're doing. It may feel uncomfortable, but we're choosing to love our neighbour as ourselves. But you may say, but what about if I don't have the motivation to love people? It can feel hard. In fact, the apostle, of course, talks about this. He says, humbly love one another. And he goes on to talk about love your neighbour as yourself. And then, of course, he says, do not bite and devour each other. The Christian community and life is never successful when we bite and we devour each other. How many of us know horror stories about church life? How many of us know stories about splits and arguments and resentment within the local church? The apostle does not want that. He wants us to love each other. And at the end of this little message, I will talk about the kind of church that the apostle is looking for. The kind of place that he wants to create. So stick with me on this. Maybe you've got some thoughts about this. Even now, put the thoughts online and go straight to uh, Vanessa and, and connect with us. But what he's saying is this. Are you willing to be motivated to have the love of God moving in your life? But you might feel like I don't have the effort or it's hard work or it seems so impossible to love people the way that I should love them. It seems so hard. I've got all the goodwill in the world. I've got all the sincerity, but I haven't got the ability. It's hard work. This is how. We step into God's love. We realise that it's not in our power, but it's in our willingness to surrender ourselves to the love of God outside of us to come and work within us. In other words, it's an outside, inside experience. In other words, he pours his love into our lives. We can only achieve the true love that the apostle is speaking about. We can only achieve that through having the love of God poured into our lives. Maybe even now online, write a prayer. Or even now, make a note and think to yourself, I need to pray that the love of God will be poured into my life. Because it's the love that marks us. It's the love that gives us the ability to serve others. It's the love that gives us the ability to move forward. And the beautiful thing about the love of God, you cannot exhaust it at all. It's there for you. In fact, Galatians teaches us to walk in the Spirit. It teaches us to be led by the Spirit. It teaches us 
to have the fruit of the Spirit. It teaches us to keep in step with the Spirit. In other words, you can't do this love business, this Christian business. You can't do church messy as it is without having the love of God. We cannot minister to our city in Kelowna in the middle of this crisis globally right now. Even as presidents are calling days of prayer, we cannot do this without the spirit and the love of God moving in our lives. So a good thing to pray all this week is, Lord, give me your love. Give me your spirit. Help me. Fill me. Pour into my life. Give me this power and this strength within my life. Let's do some scripture. So he says, don't bite and devour. So walk in the spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the flesh. For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit and the spirit what is contrary to the flesh. They are in conflict with each other so they are not to do whatever you want. You are not to do whatever you want. Now what he's describing here is a battle that is taking place between flesh and between the spirit. Between living a life of love, a life of service, a life of faithfulness, a life of self-control, Or living a life that gratifies our human base nature. To grab, to be jealous, to be filled with emotions that are negative, to be filled with emotions that um, pollute our lives. Now, the way that the Greek is constructed in this series of passages is amazing. Because the truth is, what the apostle is really saying is this. Come on. I have confidence that you can beat the flesh and win through the power of the Spirit and live a life of love. There's no doubt in his writing, in the tones and and the activity of his his communication. He is there, you know, by the side of the ring like you're... You're a boxer or a heavyweight champion. And he's saying you're facing the flesh and it's attacking you. But you can have confidence that you can beat it by the power of the spirit within your life. That you can know that power and you can know that strength. Now that's remarkable. Because he's talking about a conflict, an internal battle that goes on in all Christians. But that battle is won by the power of the Spirit. And Paul's tone here is that you can win. It's not like some kind of chess game where the flesh is on one side and the spirit is on the other and it's a stalemate and you know it's kind of 50-50. The way that the apostle is communicating is simple. The power of the spirit can defeat the power of the flesh and you can live in freedom and the result of your freedom is that you will live in the power of God's love in your life. So we've got to pause And you might have questions about this and connect with us online. Put your questions in. But we can pause and we can know that we can be triumphant over the power of flesh 
and the world and live in the power of the Spirit. You know, I meet so many Christians and they're unsure about this, but the Apostle Paul was not unsure at all. Some Christians, I feel like they're kind of like they treat the work of the Spirit and the fruit of the Spirit in their lives like, like it's the weather forecast. You know, you can either trust it or you don't trust it. It's either going to be sunny or it's going to rain. Maybe it will change, maybe it will not. Well, this is what the forecast says, but it doesn't always work out quite like that. No, no, no. That's not what Scripture teaches us. And if we believe Scripture... We can believe that we can have victory over those areas of our life that hold us back spiritually and we can know God's power and God's strength in our lives. We can be triumphant over the flesh and it's not something that we have to kind of like some Christians, it's like they've almost created a little bit of a a treaty with the flesh to say, well, I'll put up with you, but, but just don't do this. It's like when the Allies met Hitler before the beginning of the Second World War. They all gathered together. I've seen, and you've probably seen the footage where, you know, the Prime Minister of England uh, met with, with uh, Adolf Hitler and they agreed that he wouldn't do this and they agreed that he wouldn't invade um, Eastern Europe and he wouldn't invade Poland and Hungary. And you've got the photographs of all the leaders and they're signing and there the British Prime Minister goes back and heralds, we have made an agreement. We have, have said that, that, that this, this leader of uh, this fascist movement will not do these things. And what did he do? No agreement, war broke out, invasion, it was broken and suddenly you can't make a treaty with the flesh. You don't want to. You can't make a treaty with the flesh. But what you can do is surrender to the love of God and to surrender to walk in the Spirit. And that destroys the power of the flesh in our lives. You see, the flesh, the apostle says, brings a curse. But the life in the spirit brings a blessing. So there's a battle going on that is going on in verse 17. And then, but if you are led by the spirit, you are not under the law. You're not, when he uses the phrase the law, it means the curse. You're not under those curses that are created by, by sinfulness and the flesh. You're free. You're able. And then he lists the acts of the flesh are obvious. Sexual immorality, impurity, debauchery. You can know them. Idolatry, witchcraft, hatred, discord, jealousy, fits of rage, selfish ambition, dissension. Factions, all the worst things of human nature. They're obvious, he says. I love that how he says, they're obvious. Come on, you can see it. They're obvious, completely obvious. But you can have victory. And there's a warning. And this warning he makes is that if you live this way, you will not inherit the kingdom of God. But if you live by the power and the strength and the reality of the Spirit in your life, you will receive your reward. And he says the fruit of the Spirit, of course, 
of what we know. Love, joy, peace. It's powerful. Patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. Against such things there is no law. In other words, he's saying that the love of God and the presence of the Spirit and living in the love of God and acting out of love and being filled with the Holy Spirit fulfills all of the requirements of the law. Like he says, all the laws are summed up in love your neighbour. So if we seek to be a people who love people, who walk in the Spirit, this is what a Christian is. And when we love and we love and we are filled with the Spirit, we have confidence, Paul is saying, to defeat those horrible things of the flesh that are the worst kinds within human nature. We can find freedom. You see, the hallmark of a Christian is love. And we are called to be full of the fruits of this love. But interestingly, there's the fruit listing the nine fruits. But really, the fruit of love captures, incorporates all the other fruits. Gentleness, kindness, goodness are all in love. So everything is in love. As John says in 1 John, God is love. And when we're in God, we're in God's love. So the hallmark of a Christian is love. And so the life of the church is like a garden full of fruit. And our churches should be a place full of the fruit of God's love. That when Christians gather together, what do we grow? We grow fruit. That's why we're doing what we're doing. That's why we're engaging in the way that we're engaging. That's why we're caring for our community. But the fruit of Christianity is love. And the fruit of the local church is love. It's patience, it's kindness, it's goodness, it's self-control. All the fruit. So our Church community, the body of Christ, is marked by the fruit of love. It goes all the way back to the Garden of Eden. Beautiful garden, beautiful fruit. There was perfect love. There was perfect unity in that garden. Intimacy with God. Closeness in relationship. It was powerful. Of course, that was broken. But in Christ, the curse is broken. We can defeat the flesh. We can be full of the love of God. And we can grow fruit that makes the Christian community unique. And in the middle of this pandemic, let's find ways to show the fruit of love to our community. In the middle of this pandemic, let's find ways that we can live and walk in the Spirit. Let's find ways to show the hallmark of Christianity and the way that Christianity can make that powerful difference in our lives. So can I encourage you, if you've got comments, connect online, love to hear them. If you've got thoughts about this, if you've got questions, 
If you want to join in to online courses like Hearing God and the Anxiety Course and a lot more taking place, connecting with our Facebook, engage in this conversation. And of course, if I can be bold and say, please give. You can see there's a give button. Uh, We've got to keep ministry going. We've got a large church. We're in the middle of this moment. We're not going to be passing around the offering But there is an opportunity, a way to give. You can drop into the office and still drop off your tithes and your offerings. And just support the life of Willow Park Church for these weeks while we're in this unique situation. So please comment. Please give. Please sign up for courses. Join online Zoom um, discipleship classes that are coming uh, very, very soon to a computer screen near you and we will do everything. If you're alone, email us. Let us know your situation. If you need support, email us. If you need pastoral connection, email us. Message us. Keep in touch, please. Don't be isolated because we can live out the life of love in this time of pandemic. I'm going to pray. And let's really pray right now that God will move in our nation. Father, right now, we come to you humbly. And we are amazed by the power of this scripture that teaches us to walk in the Spirit And to fulfill all of the law by being a people of love. And Father, I pray that you will come and pour your love in us. I pray for those right now that feel afraid that you'll give them peace. I pray for those right now that feel the anxiety. You will come and hold them in your arms. We pray, Lord, for wisdom with our government. With the authorities. We pray, Lord, for wisdom will be granted to them and understanding. For those in our province that are leading all of the policy changes and advising, we pray, Lord, that in this time the church may shine, that the church may serve. I pray, Lord, that this pandemic will Be stopped in Jesus' name. And I pray, Lord, that people will experience, like never before, the message of the love of Christ. Help us as Christians to respond in the right way, to minister in the right tone, to talk to people and witness to people wherever we may meet them. We know when we go to the supermarkets, we see the empty shelves and we see often the worry and the panic on people's eyes. Lord, we pray that you will be with those people. And we pray, God, that the power of your love will minister to them in Jesus' name. Be with all of us as we study this week this passage And we've gained an insight. Help us to really chase after the inpouring, the inworking 
of the love of God in our lives, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. If you've got prayer needs, we want to pray for you. The one thing you know I love to do, and we talked about walking, prayer walk. I can guarantee you, over these next uh, weeks, I will be doing more praying than I've ever done. I'll be doing more walking. I'll be, and our team, and our pastors, we want to pray for you. Keep your prayer requests coming in. And really, we love to hold them. We love to pray for them. We love to believe with you. We like to know what's going on in your life. So, on the side, you can give. You can create comments. Send us questions. Join in on online courses. Hearing God. Anxiety. Uh, go to our website regularly for updates. Facebook and We'll keep you informed, but thank you for logging on and joining. And I pray God's blessing as you think about this powerful word. Walk in the Spirit. Have the love of God poured into your life. Church is messy, but it's worth the mess. Come on. Amen. Thanks, Pastor Phil. That was a great message about how our love can actually have a tremendous effect in our community, our world, especially at a time like this. So that was wonderful. We're going to pull this together now. Thank you so much for connecting in wherever you are uh, around the world. Please, again, let us know uh, by making a comment there to Vanessa on the side. We'd love to hear where you are connecting in from. Please keep checking back, Willow Park Church family especially. Uh, connect on the website, on Facebook. We want to keep you informed of everything that's going on this week. Uh, please keep generously giving to our ministry and, uh, and look out for the online courses and the Bible studies and everything else that we've got uh, coming up for you. Be, please be patient with us. We're kind of a little bit on catch up, but we're excited about what's coming up. So God bless you. Uh, And I pray that you'll have a wonderful week. Stay safe, stay healthy, wash your hands a lot. Uh, Just follow all the uh, directives from the government. And we will see you next week. God bless.